David cries out in the Psalms, in Psalm 115, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. For the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Now against the backdrop of David's cry of God, not to our glory, but to yours, is a all around him, he sees the kingdom that the world has built. One of wealth. One where people gorge themselves on the the plunder of their own making, where they fill themselves with the belly, in their bellies of their own achievement and their own doing. And he says, no, 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 not to us, but to you, God, give the glory. And he says, oh, Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Oh, house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. This morning, the Lord is your help and your shield. And we serve a king and a kingdom not built of our own achievement, of our own striving, of our own doing, of all that we could celebrate, of our own success, but only on that what God has done for us. And the sending of Jesus to live the life that we could never live, but to call us to have a crack, to die the death that we deserved, but yet we didn't have to and he went for us. Then to rise again three days later to initiate a new creation, one that we too are invited to partake in. Resurrection into new life as new creations. And we give him the glory for that this morning and not ourselves. It's wonderful to have you here and celebrate that with us. You can take a seat. What do you reckon, young people? Did the old people do a good job of that song? Well done from waking them from the slumber of their old age. Hey, it's all relative. It's all relative. Oh, that was a great song. Well done. You guys are now the collective worship pastors of Kingsway Community Church and are in charge of all of the new songs. You got it? Wonderful. Received? Thank you. Well, it's an exciting day. We're baptizing seven people this morning in church. And I want to thank everyone for being here who are family, friends, visitors, um, and all of our Kingsway family who meet here regularly to worship on Sunday. It is truly amazing to be together as God's family here this morning, regardless of where you stand on your journey of faith, whether you're even on one or not, you are welcome here as part of this family this morning um, to witness some pretty cool stories and the act of baptism. Um, before we do, I'm going to just share a little bit of introduction by way of introduction around uh, baptism again, just to um, give us some context again for what we are going to see and experience and all be part of um, this morning. For the last uh, I'd say 11 weeks, but it's been more like 15. But within that block of weeks, we've um, been studying a series called Why We Do What We Do, and we called it Milestones. And we were looking at 11 transformative practices that as Jesus followers that we do. And we've paused to ask the question, why? We often know what we do, and we know how we do it. Um, but we've been peeling back those layers to get to why we do what we do. Everything from why do we gather? Why do we give? Why do we worship? Why do we take communion? Why do we 
baptized? Why do we practice hospitality? All of the simple foundations of the Christian faith paired back and asking why. And so today we get to see not just the why of baptism, but the what and the how. And we see a complete picture of the gospel being retold through a symbolic act of people going underwater and coming back out. See, God's people have a long history of passing through water. We just sang about one of the examples, the Red Sea. You know, in the, 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 the pinnacle point almost of the Exodus story where the Israelites had fled from um, slavery in Egypt and they were making their way toward the promised land and they hit a body of water, the Red Sea, and as their toes hit it, they're kind of like, what the heck are we going to do here? They could hear the, the, thought, the, the, the roaring thunder of all of the chariots and horses chasing them down and they stood at the very seaside and they're like, what are we going to do? How are we going to get out? How will we be rescued? And God says to them, be quiet. I will fight for you and I'll make a way. And at that, the waters of the Red Sea parted and the Israelites moved on through. And as the chariots of Pharaoh came rushing in behind them, the waters came in and collapsed and killed all of them. And God's people passed through the waters. We see John the Baptist and he comes proclaiming the coming Messiah by the baptism of repentance. People are coming down into the River Jordan and he is baptizing uh, people as a symbol of uh, repenting from your sin, of turning from the kingdom of the world to the kingdom of heaven. And we have Jesus' baptism in around all of that moment with John baptizing him. And this was an incredible moment of Movement, moving into the calling of God on Jesus' life to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. A movement of identity where, where God, the heavens parted and they said, and God said, This is my son who I am well pleased. This is a moment and a movement of identity, a moment of resourcing and of equipping for, of Jesus for his ministry. This was an open heaven upon God's son, Jesus. And I believe for everyone being baptized this morning that there are these two things at play that Jesus experienced, an open heaven and a reminder of who they are. That there is heaven opened above every life here, especially those who are being baptized this morning. They would experience a fresh outpouring of God's Holy Spirit upon their lives and into their lives. And at the same time, there is an impartation of identity that says, you are my son, you are my daughter, and I am well pleased with you. And then we have our baptism. If you've been baptized or if you're being baptized today, a symbol of dying to ourselves a symbol of dying to our will, a symbol of dying to the sin that so easily entangles us. And we are baptised into Christ's death in order that just as he rose again three days later, so we're not going to keep you under there for three days, as he rose again three days later, we too rise out of the water to symbolise new life, the beginning and becoming of a new creation. By being baptized, we're declaring that Egypt is not our home, that slavery to sin is not our story anymore. 
It's in saying that we're turning from the old ways of life and coming alive in the ways of Jesus, that I am a child of God. I am chosen, I am called, and I am resourced in him for a purpose. I love this quote from Immersed in the Life of God. Baptism is related not only to a momentary experience, but to lifelong growth into Christ. Those baptized are called upon to reflect the glory of the Lord as they are transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit into his likeness with ever-increasing splendor. And so before we get everyone up to share a bit of their faith journey this morning, I want to remind you that we are here today to witness a transformative experience, not a religious act. through which each person being baptised steps forward into lifelong, vibrant, dynamic and adventurous faith animated by the Holy Spirit to become more like Jesus and be on mission with him in this world. Sound like fun? Wonderful. I'm going to invite, um, let's get all of our seven friends who are being baptised, maybe just to come and um, take a seat along the front here and um, I'll get Foz the big unit. Where are you, mate? Come on. Come on up. So these guys have prepared some things to um, share. Maybe not Foz and some because I didn't really line them up, but I can put him on the spot. He's got big enough shoulders to carry it. Um, And so we're going to hear from each one of these guys um, just a testimony of what God has done in their lives, and um, it is going to be incredible to hear each unique story of what God has done as he has led them, guided them, and um, they've arrived at this point of decision for themselves. And then we're going to get Jess Miko, one of our elders, and she's going to pray over these guys, and then we're going to baptize them all kind of one after one um, in a little bit bit of time. So... um, Enjoy this next little bit. Foz, you want to pop up? And Sam, you guys come here. This is Fozzer and Summer. And um, do you want to, Fozzer, just give us like a, just, a, um, just, a, just an insight, I guess, into what's got you to this point right now? Like you've been a man of faith for many, many years. Um, a solid and strong one is that and has led many people to faith and in their faith. Um, but why here? Why now being baptised? That's a good question, David. Thanks for the prep, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, um, it's, uh, look, I think for me, yeah, there, I think I constantly there, there is uh, just a, a constant sort of uh, pressing into the Lord, walking with Jesus every day. And um, the more faith I do, perhaps, the more I see that that's a daily thing. You know, and um, the more I see that we uh, will, yeah, and so I think for me it was just about formalising, um, like a, a chapter for me, you know, um, it was just something that I always wanted to do, I, you know, sort of wanted to do the full dunk because that's kind of my, my, like my vibe and um, yeah, it just felt like, yeah, it was just, just to, to make a formal call, you know, and then Summer decided she wanted to do it as well and so it was a real special thing to sort of um, just, yeah, it's not formalising it as such, but perhaps just, ex- just, it's just another expression of my devotion to God, you know, and um, that's an ongoing, living, breathing thing, so, yeah. 
It's good. How good? Now, some, some. I don't. You don't have to answer my question. Um, but I heard a couple of months ago you're at a Christian surfers event down the coast and you saw a bunch of people getting baptised and you're like, that looks kind of cool. And then you might, you've decided over that little bit of time since then until now um, that you might like to get baptised. Do you want to just say a couple of words about why you're deciding to get baptised today? Do I have to? No? All good. On your psalm. Let's give them a round of applause. Go and take a seat. Ruthie, do you want to come and um, facilitate uh, these guys and just, that'd be wonderful. Ruthie with the youthies. Ruth truths, as they like to say. All right, we're going to sit down and, no, no, stand up. Do you want this? You guys can all sit. All right. This is Emily. Can we give her a massive cheer? Woo! Right, she's just going to share a little of her story with Jesus. Um, so some of you might not know me. I'm from Sea Change, and I come here on Fridays for Youth Group with the amazing room and everyone else. Um, so I'm going to share a bit of my story and why I'm getting baptised today. So I was born into a Christian family, um, so I've known about God throughout my life, but recently I've really been deepening my relationship, which is really amazing. Um, and there's so many different ways I've seen him working through my life, but I'm just going to share a few with you. Um, I've really been loving worship, prayer, and Bible study recently. Now, there was a time that that kind of felt like a chore to me, like something I had to do every day. But now, like, I crave it. Like, I get home, and that's what I want to do, and it's really good. Um, been meeting and getting closer with so many different Christian people, like from Uprising and 180 Youth. Um, and they just encourage me so much. I'm really grateful for them. Um, I've been worrying a lot less and experiencing his peace so much more. I used to get really stressed whenever lots of things that filled up like would happen. Um, now it doesn't affect me so much more, and I'm just feeling his peace, which is really great, something I've been praying for. Um, there are lots of different ways that I connect with God, but people that know me love I be, um, people that know me love people that know me <laughs> know that I love being outside, and one of the reasons for that is I find so much proof for God in His creation. Um, I often go to the bush and bring my Bible and my journal or my headphones and listen to worship music and do little Bible studies and pray. And I just find that really peaceful with less distractions um, and I feel his presence so much more. Whenever I see rainbows, it just brightens up my day. It makes me so, so happy um, and it reminds me of how good he is and his love for me. I have a little, a little verse to share with you. It's Psalm 19, 1-2. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, the skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak and night after night they make him known. And that's been really special for me because whenever I look outside, it's, it's just so, makes me feel so special because God made this all for us. Um, and it's just one of the many expressions of his love for us. Um, I have a little bit more. <laughs> for me, God is love and a role model of how love should look like and how we should love others. He is someone I can talk to always that is with me through everything I go through. And he's the perfect planner for my life, so I don't need to worry. 
Um, I really try to put God first every day, and there's many reasons for that. Some of them are there's so much proof for his love all around us. My days are so much better when I spend time with God and listen to him. He gives me peace instead of worrying and stress. His plans for me are so much better than what I could ever like imagine. Um, and he's already got it all worked out. And lastly, he's already gone through it all for us, so why wouldn't we choose to put him first? Um, so that's just a little bit of my story, and I hope you get to know me a little bit better. So today I'm choosing to get baptised as an outward expression of what God's working in and through me. Yeah. All right, Ruby. This is Ruby. Let's give her a cheer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, hey guys, my name is Ruby, and I just want to share a little of my testimony and why I'm getting baptized today with you all. Um, the first time I really encountered God was in a worship space at D Crew, which is a youth group for primary school kids in year five and six here at Kingsway. Um, I was having a hard time at school with friendship problems as well as trying to navigate who I was. Um, I was lost and for the first time I turned to God. I wrote out everything I was thinking and felt God say that he would be and that he is my windscreen wipers when I felt like I was driving through life in the pouring rain. This visual has really stuck with me throughout the years to keep going because I know God will clear away for me. For a bit of context, I've grown up in a very loving and very large Christian family. We take up like the whole back row. Um, <laughs> Yet we didn't really pray or go to church often, so God was always a part of my life, but as a side character. As I mentioned before, I started coming to youth group in year five, and it has been the favourite part of my week for years now, but only recently really connected with God and began to go deeper by going to church consistently, as well as doing Bible studies by myself or with my friends. Throughout this year, I've been able to connect with God in a very personal way, and a huge part of that was 180 Youth and all the amazing things that we have got to do this year. Just to name a few, other than our amazing Friday nights, we, we've had a couple of Ignites at Youth, which is an extra hour after youth group. We do once a term to worship and just sit with God. <laughs> Sorry, my thing's like fucked up. <laughs> just pause for a moment. Hang on, a brief. <laughs> it's screenshot pause. I know. Um... Throughout this year, I've been able to connect with God. Oh, wait, lol, hang on. <laughs> um, <laughs> our amazing Friday nights, but we had an extra Ignites at Youth, which is an extra hour after youth group. We do once a term to worship and just sit with God. Um, though my parents can agree most nights, I accidentally say an hour anyway. Sorry, guys. Um, but in these spaces, God has been so present in giving us pictures of who he is, meeting us at the right time where we are and including us in his plans for us. We also had a youth retreat at Bundina House where we got to meet the wonderful Tim and Pete um, and got to hear their testimony and how they journey with God daily as well as past experiences and miracles in their own life. We had a space where we could journal or pray or just sit with God and I'm pretty sure that there was not a dry eye in the room. I had Chrissy and Ruth pray over me and then that, in that space and felt God move and give me the strength I needed to continue choosing him daily. All of these experiences were so important and impactful for me, but Uprising definitely hit the hardest. Uprising is a four-day camp that our very own Ruth Lewis-Jones ran, and Grace, Emily, and Olivia um, all went to last month. 
If we shared all that happened, we'd never leave this room, but in our small group of 50 kids and leaders, everyone experienced, experienced God so tangibly, and we felt really bonded for life by his um, presence and comfort. As we made choices and challenges together, we became sort of a big family. The theme for Uprising was live loved, and in everything we did, that's what we experienced. From playing cards with jazz cranking in the background till we got kicked out, having people come and share the word and their testimonies of living loved, trying to be the highest post-it notes on the wall, workshops, help, workshops helping us live loved, taking Polaroids as Ricky Baker, morning and night worship and ministry spaces, learning sign language at breakfast, my friends getting annoyed at me for saying every, <laughs> for saying every line in Hunt for the Wilderpeople, <laughs> and a space every day where we could hang out with God in our own unique way and realize that we are all constantly in God's love, no matter what. The most impactful part of Uprising for me, though, was definitely on the very last night of Uprising when Ruth, Pete, and Matt, who unfortunately couldn't be here today, prayed for me in our worship space, and it was really powerful for me. It has been a challenging year, but in that moment, I felt God speak directly to all the lies I was believing and showed me how he sees me and helped me feel worthy to receive his love. And I knew that I wanted to choose God again and again and continue on that journey after the camp ended. After Uprising, we all wanted to go deeper, so Ruth took Grace, Emily, and I to Kuron Christian Bookstore, and I got a new journaling Bible, and we did every, and we did Bible studies on the way there and back, and really every chance we go together, either before church or youth group, we try to do a verse together. In my own Bible studies, I've seen God showing up time and time again as a refuge. In Palms 9, verse 9, it says this, The Lord is the shelter of the oppressed. It is a refuge in times of trouble. In Psalm 16, it says, Keep me safe, O Lord, for I have come to you for refuge. In Psalms 91, verse 2, it says, I declare this about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. This pattern of refuge has been following me around recently, these past few weeks, and it doesn't matter where you are in the moment, in faith, in doubt, in struggles, in joy, you can seek shelter with God. God has also been showing me a lot that he is our anchor, especially in the storms. In Hebrews 6, 18 to 19 it says this and now we have run into God's heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness this is where we find his strength and comfort for he empowers us to seize what we already have established ahead of time an unshakable hope this hope is real and true an anchor to steady our restless souls a certain hope like strong unbreakable anchor holds our souls to God himself anyway this year has been so impactful and along this journey God has definitely had its moments God has definitely had its moments, as life does, but I'm really happy to be able to share this moment with you. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Thanks, Ruth. All right, Gracie. This is the wonderful Grace. <laughs> okay, sorry. Like any sophisticated person, I put my testimony in the notes. Recommend. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying not to shake. Okay. I've grown up in a Christian household all my life. Growing up going to church every Sunday became a normality. It was part of the routine. My passion for the Lord was strong, but not overall large because of my age and my capacity for knowledge. As I grew up, I started to attend Deku and progress into the older 180 youth. Being a Christian at a young age came easy for me. None of the people around me, like my school friends, knew much about it, and there was no hard questions or things blocking my faith. It was easy, fun, and safe. I can't say the same for my situation right now, though. 
Currently, I am 14, attending a non-Christian public school in the Shire. I feel that when I transitioned into high school, that's when my passion for God started to slow. Suddenly, everyone I knew and met challenged who I was. Their behaviours, actions and looks became the standard for me. Teenagers have always had the stereotypical reputation of being moody, unpredictable, rude and disruptive. Not true. <laughs> Whoa, okay. I knew no one Christian and I always felt like the odd one out. I never saw at school and it's funny to me how so many people noticed that. I was even told that people were once placing bets to see if I would swear. I always laughed off any insult that came my way but it often left me in this place of wonder. The herd mentality of my brain always shot at me these unhelpful thoughts like just do what they do, swear, skip classes, go against what you've learnt about what God wishes us to do as followers of Christ and just be normal. I was slowly losing myself in it all. I was losing my passion. Passion is something that is severely unspoken about in terms of helping people with their faith. It's like the saying, you only do things you like to enjoy and that's why you do them. Same goes for faith. If you don't have the passion, the like for it, you won't pursue it. I'll come back to passion later. After I returned home from my trip around Australia, school was back and life settled down into the routine. Things were going great, but still my passion was fading. I attended youth every Friday, but I often worked Sundays. I never did any Bible study, and when I left youth, I never thought about the Lord until a week had passed and I was back at youth again. I didn't really understand what was happening at the time, so I didn't give it a second thought. I was being sucked into the life without the Lord, and I didn't even know it. Something that first sort of relighted my passion was the retreat that took place in my hometown, Bundina. We spent the last day talking and hearing from these amazing people named Tim and Pete. Shout out. Um, Tim prayed for me, and I swear I've never cried so hard after someone had prayed for me. Tears were rolling down my face as everything he said soaked into me. It was all true. Nothing he said felt wrong or unlike me. I knew that God was speaking through him. How, would, how else would he have said those beautiful things that hit home? The latest thing that also sparked my passion was Uprising. Sorry, I'm like copying your testimony. Uprising was a four-day camp that took place in July. There's another camp later on in the year called Drastic and that camp is huge. Hundreds of kids go, so that's kind of what I was expecting, but I was wrong. There was only about 50 people at Uprising, but this turned out to be for the better. I got to know personally my, nearly everyone there, and I've made some lifelong friends that are such amazing people. The time I spent at camp was amazing. The theme was Live Loved. We heard so many testimonies about love from all these inspiring people, and I felt like that, paired with the worship and the afternoon snacks we received, were the favourite things that happened. On the last day, an amazing guy named Matt, again, who can't be here today, shared the last testimony about having a passion for love. His testimony blew me away, not because it was deep or because it was very technical or fancy, but because it applied to me so much. Again, you won't do something unless you have a passion for it. In his talk, he said, passion comes from devotion. Passion not only comes from love, but it also comes from hard work. I learnt that one the hard way. I wasn't inviting God into my passions and I wasn't putting in the work so that my passions would thrive. I was slipping out of reach and I, only the, with the help of God, could repair the damage that had been done. I left that camp crying tears of sadness and joy because I knew that nothing would be the same. I felt content in a place where God was the normal. Everyone believed the same thing and nobody thought anyone was weird or different. That camp sparked up my passion. It lit the flame again. 
When Ruthie suggested I get baptised, my initial thought was that I would be doing the wrong thing in saying yes. But then I realised, what's so wrong about it? I want to pursue my love for him. I want to show everyone that I love him. So I agreed. After lots and lots of negative thoughts, I realised that getting baptised is like feeding the flame. It's fuel for my passion. It's a memory I'll have forever. So now I'm here with my favourite people in the world and I can already tell that I'm taking the right step forward in the right direction. Keep the passion alive. (laughs) So good. So good. Right, Phoebe. This is Phoebe. Um, I'm just going to share a bit of my testimony. So um, I'm Phoebe and today I'm sharing why I'm getting baptised. I'm getting baptised because I want to choose God every day. I love him so much and he went through so much pain just so that I could live and be happy and have eternal life with him. I want God to be in my life every single day and let him take control of my life even if sometimes I don't think it's the right thing for me because God knows that it is. Just the other day I was thinking, I can't imagine life without God. I'm so lucky to have grown up in a Christian family and get the chance to learn about God when millions of people around the world don't get the same chance that I do. I just feel so happy that I'm able to have the life that I do. I go to youth every week and we play lots of really fun games and we have life groups too. In our life groups, we do different things like learning how to read our Bible. Ooh, shout out to Grace, Ruby, Emily and Liv for teaching us. Um, And reading and talking about Bible verses. I really like reading Bible verses over and over again so that I can notice things that I didn't notice the first time. It really helps me soak in the verse. I know God is real because I hear and see him perform miracles everywhere. His love and forgiveness is always surrounding us and keeping us stable and safe. It's incredible to know that even if we sin a billion times, we can always come back to God and he'll be there waiting for us and nothing can change that and he loves us. A lot of time when I read things or listen to sermons about God, they say things like, God's undying love for us. And I think, yeah, God loves us heap, but I don't actually take it in. I then make myself read it again and really think, what does this actually mean? And I'm like, and then when I actually think about it, I'm like, whoa, yeah, God loves us heaps. Like, that's so cool. Like, um, I have a lot of anxiety and I get a lot of bad thoughts and feelings. Quite a lot of the time, it's really hard to for me to connect and hear God because all I'm hearing is bad things. The other week at youth, we had Ignite, which is what Ruby said, an extra session um, after youth once a term. Um, And I felt lots of peace come to me and that God was with me. It was an amazing feeling to just feel like I'm safe and how much God loves me. I was also looking at a lot of Christian quotes, which is a bit of a different way to help to connect with God, but I love it. Some of my favourite of them are, God loves you more in a moment than anyone in a lifetime. And no matter who comes and leaves your life, God is always here to stay. I really love reading these kind of quotes because a lot of the time I find it hard to feel and remember how much God actually loves me. And these things help me to understand and keep remembering that. God is my safe place and I choose to follow him. Thank you. All right, Ben. This is Ben. Woo! A bit of a jungle. All right. um, I'm going to start my testimony with one of my favourite quotes from the Bible. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets that they will all be taught by God. 
Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. John 6, to 47. I love this verse from the Bible because it shows that God is within all of us and displays, and displays how we can all join him and be within his love whenever we choose. I learned about God when I was roughly three years old and back then I would believe everything I would hear. I'd believe everything. When I was told about God, it was the exact same thing. I feel like it was God guiding me to the truth, helping me believe in something so unbelievably so unbelievingly great. As I grew older, I slowly lost more and more faith in God, and one night I prayed. I prayed for a very simple thing, a nice relaxing sleep for me and my family. After ending the prayer, I felt a beautiful warm feeling in my stomach. It was like being wrapped in a heated towel while simultaneously being hugged. I easily fell asleep after this feeling, and after I woke up, I realized that I had just had the greatest sleep of my life. It was the most refreshed feeling I'd ever had, sort of like the feeling when you've just finished swimming in the water and you're in the car with the window down and the wind's just flowing through your hair. It's hard to put it into words, but that's the closest I can get. That sleep reinstated my faith in God, and it's been amazing ever since. God's done so many other amazing things in my life. When I went to youth retreat, I was prayed over and I was healed from my duck feet, where I used to have feet that would just point outwards and made it really hard to walk or run. And when I was prayed over, I felt a warm feeling in my knee, and it slowly traveled to my Achilles tendon and healed my du- and feel- yeah, healed my out towing. Ruth had invited right. God has brought so many th- great things to my life and, fam- and family, and I love that believing in him brought me to this great community from the bottom of my heart. I thank all of you, and I thank God and Jesus. Amen. How awesome are our youth? (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you, Ruthie. And what a wonderful job Ruthie does discipling all of our young people. Beautiful. And all of the other voices that have spoken into these lives. I know Pete and Tim, you guys are like heroes in this place. Um, Thank you, fellas. Uh, I'm going to invite Jess, and she's going to come and pray over these guys. And then we're going to sing a song because we're going to all kind of get... Um, into stuff we can jump in the, in the pool with. So we're going to have a song to be able to go and get ready for all that. Um, so what we're going to do, I'm going to invite everyone to stand. And if you're f- uh, family, friends, whatever, um, everyone, <laughs> um, if you, if you want to take a step forward and come and gather around um, any of these young people and Fozza, <laughs> um, then feel free, come and take a, come and take a step forward. Um, if um, yeah, if you're family with one of these guys, feel free to uh, lay a hand on these guys as we pray, and um, we'll um, sing a worship song after that. I'll just wait another few seconds for everyone to come up. Beautiful. All right, let's pray for these amazing people. God, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to be here together as an incredible community 
and such a beautiful reflection of the kingdom of God. We thank you so much for these amazing people who have decided that they are going to be so courageous and brave and make a decision to be baptised today. We thank you so much for their courage in sharing their testimonies with the community. And we thank you for the inspiration that that was to all of us. For how incredible it was to hear the words from all of these people about how you have impacted and changed their lives. God, we thank you for this beautiful ritual of baptism that we get to participate in today as a whole community. We thank you that this ritual not only has um, an impact and significance for each of these people individually, but it also has such a beautiful significance and impact on us as a community. Because as we participate in this together, as we celebrate these beautiful people and the decision that they're making today, we can celebrate the kingdom of God and we can celebrate you being here with all of us. We thank you that baptism is such a beautiful ritual that points to the hope that we have in you. We thank you that as each of these people go into those waters, they are making a declaration of their faith in you, their trust in you, and hope for the future. We thank you that baptism points us forwards and that they can let go of everything in the past. We thank you that baptism points to new life. And we thank you that this beautiful ritual will be something that they can remember for years and years to come, something that grounds them in this moment challenge that they face, every obstacle that they have to overcome, they can think back to this day with hope and be filled with the love that they felt and the support of this community around them. We thank you that as these people go into the waters of baptism today, that we can celebrate as a community that we are here together to support these people continuously through their journey of faith. And we thank you, God, that this is such a beautiful reflection of your kingdom, of your hope-filled love for us, of the hope of the future that we have in you. We pray just for your beautiful spirit to fill each and every one of these people afresh today. We thank you that as they rise up out of the waters, that that is such a declaration of victory that we have in your resurrection. And God, we proclaim your love, your hope, and your resurrection life over each one of these beautiful people today. We thank you for the amazing families and friends who are here to support these people pray that this ritual will be just such an incredible encouragement to every person here in this room. We thank you, God, for the hope and the life and the community that we have in you. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you, Jess. During this song, we're going to go and get our wet stuff on. Um, There's a whole bowl of party poppers that are going to get passed around. Please hold your party popping until the end of all of the baptisms. Once we've uh, baptised all seven people,
people, we're going to have just a moment of celebration and crack them all off. So during this song, um, they'll come past. Just grab one each, and um, we'll be back in a couple of minutes to do some baptizing. Take a seat. Uh, Fozza, you want to come down first? Big dog? going to get baptised by Foz and Shell. Oh 
Father and the Holy Spirit. out there you probably haven't become prepared but if you're happy to go home wet and you haven't been baptized before and you feel like the spirit is just stirring you to be baptized um, while the pool is full might as well Um, so if anyone wants to get baptized this morning that didn't come prepared that wants to be baptized anyone young gentlemen through our youth ministry with um, incredible passion and fervor and has been part of other church communities but since has been always connected and invited um, back into our youth community with Ruthie and discipling our young people and uh, has been as you have heard incredibly um, influential in the lives of our young people and what a what an amazing moment Timo to be able to uh, be baptized this morning by Ruthie how good if, if anyone's got a spare size 32 board shorts for later on, 34, I was giving it a bit, come on, come with me, come with me.
him every day. I do. From that amazing confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. worship a good and gracious God who loves us uh, more than we would ever know and in ways that we just don't fathom or understand and that we know that he gave his son Jesus for the forgiveness of sins we know that he came to enact his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven we know that he has beaten the powers and principalities of death and evil that would seek to conquer the world and he has risen victorious over all of those things And we are called to partnership and relationship with him in bringing his kingdom to earth. And we have seen that this morning. And we, in fact, see that in various ways all of the time as we gather as the church. And I invite you into that space. If this is an unfamiliar space for you and you are seeking Jesus and seeking purpose and seeking meaning, asking big questions, I invite you into a community like this. It doesn't need to be this one. Find a church down the road from where you live. Find a place where you can explore faith and explore who Jesus is. And if it's here, wonderful. We'll welcome you with open arms. Um, but he, he changes lives. He changes the world and will continue forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. And so if you have a party popper at the ready, we're going to mark this moment by popping off some party poppers and um, celebrate just this wonderful moment together. In five, four... Three, two, and one, go! How beautiful. Well, I'm going to invite our worship band to come back up. We're going to finish with two songs of worship this morning, and then I'll jump up and close out our service in a couple of minutes' time. Let me finish with this psalm I read this morning. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. What a testimony this morning of God's steadfast love and his faithfulness. I want to thank you for being here this morning. I want to thank, uh, because you're in this room because you're part of um, either this family or part of a family or friendship circle of these guys being baptized. I want to thank you for your support of our young people. I want to thank you for um, praying for our young people. I want to thank you for every um, time you have cooked a meal or come and served in any capacity or done whatever needed to be done to bless and serve our young people. Um, As I was standing up the back with Tim before he got baptized, um, he just kind of said, Davey, how good is this? And in a two-second interaction of just, just clarity of 
the Lord is up to something in our young people. It would seem that as the complexity and the challenges of life increase for our young people, it's not that God is fading into insignificance or oblivion, but He continues to match and to match and to match and to match. And the world is no match for our King. And so continue to pray, continue to serve, continue to get around our young people and what God is doing through this church and through churches all across this nation and our world, however you support or be part of those communities because God is up to something and it's in our young people. And it's on us to champion and to come alongside and to bless and to be part of what He is doing. And so keep going, keep doing what you're doing. And if you've got more to do and more to give, then get behind um, and get alongside um, everything that God is doing in the context He's got you in. One, I want to thank whoever, Fee, I'm sure Fee's been up here. The kids, again, are just wonderful. A um, little bit noisy, but that's kids, hey? And it's all good. Um, but thank you to parents for having patience and having kids with us. We just thought it would be wonderfully special to have the whole family together in the one room to see this um, this morning. So thank you to anyone who has coordinated keeping um, kids under wraps and uh, whatnot uh, up there. Um, please feel free, hang around and have some morning tea. We've got plenty of food out there, coffee. Um, and it's been wonderful having you here. My name's Dave, if I haven't met you. Um, otherwise, have a great rest of your weekend and catch you soon.